Hey folks, what other Redneck Country podcast? You are on with Real Redneck Tom Millard, and of course we got the almost guy, Real Redneck Bill Tom. Bill, are you there? I'm here. Hey folks, welcome to the Redneck Country podcast. Wait, wait, Bill, to do Bill a, it's a good night for a podcast. It is a good night for a podcast. I, I'm out in my sunroom again. <laughs> the, I can tell it's getting colder because the windows are fogged up, but it might be from the heat of the tea. Because that's hot and right beside me. Yeah. I was going to try to do a or the bull crap you've been slinging. <laughs> what? That's that's not for everybody's ears. Yeah, we'll get into that. <laughs> yeah. But I was going to do a "Hey folks, Bill coming at you," but that's just not me. That's you. Yeah. I, I'm, not that, I'm not that guy. That's right. It's more like, "Hey, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. welcome to let's, tonight's uh, podcast." Let's have a podcast. <laughs> And of course, sitting beside me, we got the patriarch, redneck country, my father, real redneck, Don Millard. Dad, are you here? I'm here, and it quit raining, and I walked over, and it's getting a little chilly out, and it's it's a beautiful fall evening. He made you walk over there in the rain? Made him. He needs to walk. It it quit raining. I brought my umbrella just in case, but it quit raining. But I hadn't done much walking today, and I needed to. I had too many doctor's appointments to take care of today. You probably could get over in there in the the golf cart quite quite easily. Kids are ripping it up and down the road. He might as well take it. (laughs) I like that idea, actually. I've been looking for a golf cart online just to see if one pops up at a good price because Oh. I've got uh, thoughts of converting it like you guys did because it seemed like a great idea. I tell you what, and it was, I got it for a song. Like I, I couldn't, I looked and looked and I had a budget in place by my wife that I couldn't spend too much. It was when dad had bad knees and couldn't, he's like, I'm done. I'm done turkey hunting. I can't go turkey hunting anymore. And uh, he said, that ain't going to happen. So we went and I said, we just got to find a, a golf cart. All the crap dad's done for me. I can't believe I'm saying this with him sitting right beside me. But I thought, all that I said to Jen, all the crap that dad's done for me, we got to do this for him to keep him hunting. So we went on the hunt, but I was at a set budget. So we were all over the place with Scotty's stepdad that is mechanically inclined beyond belief. So he says, you give me the money. You don't fall in love with this, with any of them. I tell you which one to buy. So we went and we're looking at enough. I'll tell you what. And every single one, we, we'd get looking at it and he'd find something wrong. And I'm like, okay, but is it fixable? Oh, it's absolutely, it's going to cost this. So you're only offering him this. And he would only give me that much cash from the envelope <laughs> that Jen gave him. And so nobody Everybody would. needs a guy like that. Right, right. Know? And I bought a car like that with him. I, when I bought my RX-8, I mean, we looked at like 12 and I had, I had ready to make a deal on four of me wouldn't let me do it. So it's good in a way because I, you get emotionally involved or emotionally attached when you're thinking, okay, this is it. I'm not going to find another one. And he just does not. And he knows how to wheel and deal. So anyway, he, we went and looked at a bunch and he wouldn't, he would just say, nope. So he's standing over to the side and this guy's got one. It's, it was fairly new. It was just, he had ripped the motor. He got it from some golf courses. He got a couple from some golf courses and the motors were out in boxes and the cart, it was like, but it was only like a few years old. Then it's like, nope, you're only offering him this much. Here's the cash. And he went and stood by the side. So I go and the guy left us to look at it. And I knock on his door and he says, okay. I said, are you ready to make a deal? And he says, yeah, well, what, what's your price? What's your offer? So I said it. He goes, nope. He goes, you come up 200, it's yours. And I looked over and he's got points to the <laughs> truck and away he goes. And he leaves and I'm like, he's got the money. I've only got this much. And the guy wouldn't do it. So uh, so many. And he kept saying, there's this one for sale. It's been on the front lawn for a year wrapped in a tarp on a trailer. And I'm going like, I've only got so much money. I'm not going to be able to get a golf cart 
get a trailer and then it's got one of these big stainless steel like diamond plate uh, toolboxes on the front that locks on the trailer and i'm like there's no way i can afford this golf cart and i said like jen gave me like a thousand bucks like this is a this is a tall order so we yeah he's like well it's the last shot so we had looked at seven or eight of them we were all over and so he goes let's go so we went in and he says well first we got to make sure it's got compression and fires up because it's gas and uh so go grab the battery he brings an extra battery we throw cables on it in a way and it fires up and they even the owner said wow been sitting here for a long time i didn't know that was going to happen and and he got her going so he looked at the guy and he says uh where's the seats tonight he says well i stored them inside and they're all wrapped in plastic all the seats yeah so we go in and look and so we're in this guy's basement and he looks at him and goes well take a thousand bucks and the guy looks at him and i'm like wow we're gonna get punched like this is (laughs) this is a trailer with a big stainless steel toolbox on the front of it and a golf cart that runs a thousand bucks so he goes up, he says, just a second, he goes upstairs, and we can hear him. He's standing in the landing of his house, and he says, dear, they offered us a 1000 She goes, well, how long do you want it to sit on the front lawn? He's like, all right, deal. Well, holy jeez, I almost fell That's out. Well, awesome. then he starts finding, here, I got an extra carburetor. He says, I got uh, I got a windshield for it, and he starts pulling all this stuff out, and he hands us to here, here's a receiver and a ball, because I'm not going to need it anymore, and... And that was that, man. So then I came home and I bought a lift kit off of Amazon for it. It was a hundred bucks. I replaced the carburetor on it and that was like 30 bucks. And the kids helped me sand it down. We painted it camo and, and lifted it. The most expensive, I bought some used ATV tires for it from a guy for 50 bucks for four tires that are still in great shape. And then uh, the most expensive part was the rims because you'd need wider rims to take these ATV tires. ATV tires. Yeah, and then you can't go too big, which the majority of ATV tires are like 26, 27, 28-inch tires now, so you can't stuff them under, even with this the 5-inch or 4-inch lift or 5-inch lift I put on it. Yeah, you still couldn't stuff them under it, so that was the most expensive part was I had to go buy new rims to do it. And but yeah, you're, you're less than 1500 bucks. I was less than 1500 and good to go. Yeah, everything I'm looking at now is around eighteen hundred. Yeah, and and that that's like seventeen hundred more than I'm allowed to spend. Right now, so. <laughs> I hear you. <ya. laughs> I hear you. I hear you. But yeah, but so the kids have fun ripping it through the cornfield in the backyard, and it worked good. We call it Turkey Chaser because it works good. We almost we could have ran over a turkey, couldn't we? Yeah. We came around the corner one time on an afternoon hunt. Dad's sitting on there, and this this Tom was standing. I almost ran it over. If I had the wherewithal to put my hand out, I'd have grabbed him by the neck. I hit the brakes <laughs> on that, jumped off, pulled my gun out of its case off the back of that thing, put it up, and was just about to squeeze the trigger when it ran in the woods. I mean, we were <laughs> close. <laughs> But yeah, we came around the corner. It didn't know what was coming. We almost ran it over. It just stood there staring at us. Holy jeez. If I was a split second quicker, she'd have been done. He'd have been done. I think this year you need to try to drag a deer out of the bush with it. Yeah, well, we used it this last weekend, moving tree. We got new permissions, so we took it in there, moving tree stands, and put them all up. And I'll tell you what, it saved us some some work doing that. We'd have probably been an extra, what, three hours, Dad, moving oh, them? we had to walk everywhere, yeah. Like, that thing was awesome. We just go in, drop the tree stand. Me and uh, Scotty's nephew there, Michael, get on the back, Dad and Scott on the front, and Scott driving, and I we just dragged the thing to the next spot. Like, it was good to go. Did you get out hunting last weekend, deer hunting? I did. I did a little bit. I did a little bit. I got, because uh, we got this new permission, so we we did. I, I, I snuck in, and I, I wasn't going to go back to that same spot, because I got a couple of spots, and, and I'm getting some bucks on my one camera, 
And I just got one tonight that just happened to get posted up on Redneck Country that it, it looks like it's a pretty decent 10. And yeah, it, that camera's 20, 25 yards from my stand. So we'll be we'll be switching up now and I'll be hitting that stand. But I was going out to the new property because I, I we got four, four places we can sit out there. And when I was walking back, I kept saying to these guys, we need to put a stand in this corner right here because it's like it's a pinch point. And they're going to come out of there, across the beans and into the corn over here. And we put one way the opposite end. And I said, we should have moved. We should have put that one here. And it just wasn't thinking right. And it's easy to get to from the truck and you can come across the bean field, sneak right in. And so on my way out, I happened to go look at that corner and there was the biggest scrape. And I posted that on Redneck Country, I believe you can take a look. But there was oh, the, yeah, with that some deep, there. deep digs, man. I mean, it was a good five foot scrape, fresh, black topsoil. It looked like somebody was planting stuff and huge digs. And then as I walked in, there wasn't little tiny trees. Like we posted little tiny trees being ripped up. There was a good, I would say 10 inch around tree was, was getting hit hard. And mm. I've always been of the thought process that a big buck rubs a big tree. That's right. Well, me too. The, the, the size of the tree from a brow tine tip to tip is not going to be able to fit his brow tines around a tiny tree. Yeah. Well, yeah. he, he will, but you know what I mean? Like, if he can fit his brow tines around a big tree, that's a big buck. Yeah. And that's, or he's got no brow tines. So I, yeah. <laughs> so I, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> Which happens, but I grabbed Scotty's climber. And so I snuck in there and I got up and I didn't see any, but man, that spot is beautiful. So I, I was going to go back this weekend, but now this at seven twenty two PM, this good 10 just showed up at my other spot. So guess I'm going to be well, a little obsessed. Time to, uh, put the computer away and get out to the woods and see if you can get that fella out in front of you. I think so. I think so. What'd you do? Hey, Don, oh, sorry. Don, do you, uh, do you deer hunt uh, with the crossbow? I don't know if I've ever asked you that before. I have, and I've taken deer with the crossbow, but I haven't for some years. I usually, when the, when the tags are limited like they are this year, I usually save my tag for black powder. And uh, once we, the black powder's over, then if the tags aren't all filled, then I'll go out with the boys for a few times with the crossbow. But I don't get that too never ex- happens. I, uh, well, yeah, well, it hasn't for a while. I, I don't get too excited about the bow hunting. These these no. guys are looking for the monster bucks right now, and uh, we usually save the tags for the bow season. So that's what I've been doing. But I've been doing a lot of well. I had an MRI on my shoulder and had that done, and then I uh, what else did I do? Oh, today I went and uh, had my visit with my cataract eye surgeon and, or, and got two dates for my two eyes to get the cataracts off. And I went over and, and got them measured a couple times this week. So he's got the exact yeah. measurements to, for the lenses. And I, I just been spending all kinds of times with doctors this week and then doing some scouting uh, for geese. And you get them to replace the lenses in vermilion. So you don't even need to wear <laughs> lenses. Well, vermilion <laughs> eye <Yeah>. lenses. I <laughs> like it. <laughs> <laughs> Not only does he look demeanic, but he's a crusher of targets. That's it. <laughs> I crushed clay so much I had vermilion eyes put in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I was wondering if you were able to, to get up in the stand there. I know my dad, he's he's similar in the way that he, he doesn't hunt. I mean, he's retired. He's got 150 acres of property that they own up in the Ottawa Valley. We recently got permission uh, and we lease another 200 acres behind us so there's property everywhere and that's 15 minutes from where he lives 
And he hardly sits in the tree stand at all before rifle season starts. And mm-hmm. it, to me, it, it baffles me. <laughs> There's deer running around. We got deer on. Uh, you got some good deer running around on trail cameras. Yeah. Well, that was part of what we did last weekend too. I, I think I shared a, a few stories with you there, but we were up north for Thanksgiving long weekend uh, uh, with my brother and uh, my my brother's family, my dad and mom. And we hit the, the hunt camp and we checked trail cameras and, and we got a few little surprises on there. Okay. Before we get there, w- what did you do up there? What do we what, do? What oh, is awesome. what is involved in the Tom Thanksgiving weekend? Yeah, Tom Family Thanksgiving is, is kind of a yearly tradition where we there there isn't a, a year that goes by that we're not in the deer woods doing something. And and sometimes we hunt, but the majority of the time it's set up for the rifle hunt because you know, we, we all live far enough away from the camp, except for my dad, like I just said, he's only ten minutes or fifteen minutes away. But we uh we have to take this time to to get the stands up. But a couple weeks ago, we were fortunate enough to get the stands in the tree, like I, I said on last podcast. Cameras were already in the bush. I had three trail cameras already set up. My brother had a trail camera. My buddy TJ, uh, who hunts with us, uh, had a trail camera up. And my dad had, I think, one or two up. But we're cleaning out shooting lanes. Your That's, dad's got uh, trail cameras? Oh, yeah. He's, See, Dad, you don't have any of that stuff, do you? No, I do not. My dad, he doesn't use my dad any is, technology. No, like my dad gets really, really frustrated with the technology. Don't get me wrong, but he loves to look at the deer. He's a conservationist. He would, he talked about funny. I wasn't going to say this, but he talked about this weekend. Yeah, I'll just get a camera and I'll go into my deer stand and I'll watch deer and take pictures of deer. I'm like, as long, <laughs> long as you bring your tag, I'm okay with that, I, I guess. <laughs> right. <laughs> dad, you want but, a camera? We'll get you one for Christmas or your birthday. Yeah, no, that's good. <laughs> yeah. But he, he has no problem sitting there watching deer. He's shot lots of deer in his day. Don't get me wrong. He's shot a really, really nice uh, uh, nine point. Uh, he shot like some, some big deer. Don't get me wrong. But at this stage of his life, I don't know why. He's not that, um, you know, he's not crippled. He's not uh, He's capable of shooting a deer gutting the deer, dragging the deer, all out on his own. But I just don't think he can be bothered. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so, the only, the deer the only kink in his hose is his kids. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're, I'm okay with filling a tag. Don't get me wrong. That's for sure. But I uh, I checked my three trail cameras. I went up to the uh, Taj Mahal there, and I, I put a, uh, my chair up. In there, so that's one last thing I got to bring in up. In the Taj the Mahal. Oh, yeah, because, gosh, I mean, how how could you carry your tea if you got to carry a Kid. chair? No, I, well, no, the problem was I couldn't carry my heater and, <laughs> and my chair at the same time. <laughs> so Did you get I the rugs to, all brushed off and vacuumed up and everything's good to go? I got did. the dirt devil up in there, battery all yeah, charged no, up? I, we had a little paintbrush, and we cleaned out all the cracks and crevices so nothing squeaked, rattled and stuff, so. That's all good. <laughs> but I checked the trail camera, and one trail camera, I took it down. I got a, and I'm not, if we were ever going to get um, sponsored by Spy Point, this may not be the best story. But <laughs> <laughs> I have an old, older Spy Point camera, and I, uh, I I had it up from last week, and I only had a couple pictures of does. And the one doe came into the frame at night picture went off second picture she was looking directly at the camera and i never saw her again so bum, bum, bum. camera came down <laughs> is that true eh and it was was it infrared i'm assuming 
It is, yes. It's an infrared camera. Not a blackout, though, just a regular infrared. No, a regular. And I've had problems with that camera before. I think you and I may have talked maybe even last year. See, this is this is real, right? We don't care about sponsorships because we just tell it how it is. We don't like yeah, it. We have to. We're going to tell you. No, I'm with you. This is a, we're not sponsored by anybody we're out there. We're, we're living the dream of, of deer hunting, getting out in the woods every week and enjoying the That's outdoors. right. We're as broke as the and next guy spending all our money yeah. on all this stuff. Well, letting I you know you right what now. not to spend all your money on. <laughs> so I can tell you right now, that huh? one, I have a Wild Game Innovations camera that I've had excellent luck with uh, year over year. Which are which typically very, cheap. very, very inexpensive. Yeah, yeah, I shouldn't say cheap. Inexpensive. I got one too. And really, it works really, really well. Yeah, but I took that one down too. Did you really? I did, yeah. I had to take that one down because, it, one, it wasn't getting any pictures. I think I forgot to turn it on last time I was out there. <laughs> I put it up there. I tested it. I thought I had it all good. But I went to get the, the pictures off the, the disc, and there was nothing. <laughs> so it was in a great location. But, so I turned the camera on, and I don't know if anybody has got a 35-millimeter camera with an auto load. You know, in the old days when you had film and not SD cards and discs. I don't know how old you think we are, Bill. <laughs> Dad's nodding. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, there's an auto load. And when that sound that, that film made, when it went into the, uh, the receiving portion of the, of the camera. Yeah. Is exactly the sound my trail camera made when I turned it on. I'm like, <laughs> that's, no, that's, way, a, that's a old, that's a really old trail camera. <laughs> yeah. I got 35 millimeter film out there. You got a problem with that? Yeah, just it's Polaroids. You just go pick <laughs> yeah. them up off the ground. Every deer walks by. <laughs> They're out there. Raccoons are shaking them for you. <laughs> Uh, one, with, with, uh, one with the wild we've got an agreement here but, but my uncle last year for Christmas got me a new trail camera and it's a no name camera it's off Amazon and this thing is the best camera that I've ever had bar none the, I, I have that set up 15 yards away from the actual uh, uh, feed that I put down I, I don't use the, the bin of apples like my brother does but I put uh, <laughs> <laughs> the Secret container shipment. The What's that? The shipment, the shipping container. Oh man! But uh, yeah, and that those deer have have no problems being around that camera. As a matter of fact, I actually had a bear uh, on video, which I didn't send you, but I, I will. That came right up the the shooting lane and smacked the camera on the yeah, tree. Nope, nope. Uh, see, I'm out already. Did I send you that one? Yeah, you did. You one. did. Because I, I replied and said, nope, I'm out. Not happening. <laughs> <laughs> now, and that was one of the coolest camera pictures I've ever had because it had audio on it too, right? You can hear the bear coming right up to it, yeah. scratching his hide on that and stuff. It, it was awesome. Yeah. Nope. So, so it's a no-namer. That's kind of cool. See, I always rated cameras by trigger speed. I don't care. They're like, oh, this camera does 4K, 48 megapixel, blah, 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 blah. I don't care about any of that. All I want to know is, is there animals in the area and how big is the, the horns on them? And so a two megapixel picture can do that for you. So I don't, I don't really much care about any of that stuff. I just want trigger speed. I don't want something going by and then it taking a picture. So I've, I've always had Bushnells. And worked great. And we even got a guy that had a liquidation place and out of his garage, he put them on uh, Kijiji or something a few years ago. Me and Scotty blasted over to the city and, uh, and bought, he were, we were there buying a bow sling actually for Scott. And we're like, he had all these totes and we're like, well, how come you have this stuff? Cause he's in a really, really fancy area. 
And Oila said, you don't look like a hunter. Do you hunt? And he says, no, I run a liquidation store on the side. And he says, I get all this stuff. And he says, a lot of it, hunters don't come in. So I don't even know. I just posted on Kijiji. So well, what else you got? And he had all these Bushnell trail cameras. And so I have two really good ones, like the blackout that take audio. And they're like 300 plus when I bought them. And then these ones are like, we, I think we paid like 30 bucks a trail camera and they're Bushnell. He, I don't think he just knew what he had. And so we bought, I think we bought six between the two of us. So they, they seem to work really well. Now I do have a spy point cellular, the spy point light, or I think it is, or micro light, whatever it is. And that's what I'm, I have out. I, and we've talked about this. I don't like putting trail cameras out. I don't want to be disappointed knowing there's no big bucks in my area. And then I like, no, I'm not going to the stand, but I did have that one out and I've just bought two cell links from spy point to hook up on to my two Bushnells, my good ones to put out and so they will now act just like a cellular camera and Perfect. so yeah so i'm pretty pumped about that when i get it and get them out there but yeah sorry i hijacked your uh your little combo one yeah, no, no. Tra- ta- trail camera tangent yeah I, 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 but it was always trigger speed i remember way back in the day Cuddyback used to brag about their oh, their yeah. trigger speed right it was like 0.3 seconds or something like that and that was crazy i think a lot of them are that way now but it's always been trigger speed. I don't care about quality. I just want to, I don't want something going by and only getting pictures of, of nothing. No. And, and I looked at this, I talked to my uncle uh, on the weekend. I said, you know, just send him a video and a, and a picture. And I said, I really appreciate the camera. It was uh, a great addition to my hunting. Uh, hunting bag. Wait, wait, wait. What, what kind of picture did you send? It wasn't, it wasn't a poison Ivy picture. Was it? No, no poison <laughs> Ivy picture. I'm all healed up, by the way. Thanks for asking. I appreciate your concern. And everybody else who's listening, I am all better. Thank you. <laughs> all the letters. And the, you never had an HR visit at work or anything like that that you it, had to <laughs> go. Did go. not. There was no explanation necessary for my uh, rash behavior. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Anyways. Yeah, so I, I looked up my, that little camera on uh, on Amazon, and it retails for 60 bucks no kidding and it worked good and it, eh? and it takes well you can set it for different things and i set it for two pictures and a video and you can set the video length so i took it like a, an eight second video two two pictures and then an eight second video but uh yeah so we had some some really good success for i did anyways on my camera that uh, had some bucks and does and i think i had about seven different bucks on on camera and believe me when i say bucks i'm not talking like iowa uh, world record class deer there was a couple nice deer but then uh, there's a lot of there's one there's one really really good but well there's two i think you've got that are pretty decent really so well I, I believe so you sent me some and then you were like can you keep a secret and clearly yeah. now that we're on the podcast you're finding out that i can't First question asked. <laughs> it was can you, can keep, you keep so, a this is a very controversial subject here <laughs> <laughs> so so we know bill that you, so you had some nice ones your brother and you checked them out together yeah and so we check, we check our cameras we share everything with our our camp and, and how's he got what's he got a dose he's got a lot of dose in his camera he doesn't have anything that has got horns on it yet it's his, his camera well that sucks what's your biggest buck you got my biggest uh, you're gonna you're gonna make me say this i'm gonna make you not lie (laughs) you can't lie so i know when i ask you and i'm not i'm just asking a question you don't have to tell i mean you can you can plead the fifth Uh, well i've got a a nice well in the picture it looks like a solid eight 
I'll give you that. In the pictures that we looked at, we, we saw the deer, which is real symmetrical. And uh, the horns, when, when they're overlapping each other, they, they look like a, a solid eight. So that's uh, what I have in pictures. Anyways. In pictures. So I'm not lying, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, but videos. Did you get, you got, <sighs> you take two, two pics and then a video. Uh, yeah, and I'm sure my brother, as soon as he listens to his next Monday morning, I'm going to get a, uh, a text message. But yes. Jay, pull over. Todd. Pull over, yes, Jay. Uh, <laughs> if he listens to this and he asks, I will send him a video of a uh, solid 10 <laughs> with massive brow tines. And the spread on it is, is oh. if I see that deer, I think I'll fall over the tree before I actually uh have a chance to shoot it but that, the, the deer uh is uh is a very symmetrical everything on it uh from left to right brow tens included it's not an eight it's uh, uh one of the biggest tens that i've seen on the property yet so, <laughs> thanks for keeping the secret i appreciate yeah it. hey i didn't say a thing i was just asking questions yeah. that's how podcasts work <laughs> yeah, they're, they're leading questions, and I would have told him eventually, but I guess now I have you, to. you would have told him when he was helping you drag it out. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I forgot to tell you there was a ten in this woods that yeah because we have a, a picture of a really nice eight point on there, and that that eight point I don't know if I think I sent you a picture of that one. It it has no brow ties, <clears throat> none at all. So we none zero it, it, in our area. We've got a, a really funny gene in some of the deers where I've got a, a, a buck on camera. We call him two by four because he's the, the four on the one side is beautiful with long tines. And the other side has got two. It's like this paddle thing with, uh, with, uh, sticks at the end. And we call him two by four. And if I shoot him, I'm going to call him stud, you know, but, name him after me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the outer, the outer, <laughs> Oh but yeah, right no, on. so it was good. Yeah, so wait a minute. Good, uh, so this this is gonna lead me into kind of where I, I seen us going tonight and, and might might have tried to share this with you, but so you name your deer. You name your I, box on camera. Not always, but well, okay, because we got another deer on camera called Lefty. Because he's got not we don't name our deer except for lefty and, <laughs> yeah two by four and two yes. and two by four <laughs> we, a, a radar we had a deer we named him radar last year because he was a spiker that had looked like the great kazoo with his uh two antennas going out one one side and the other <laughs> i should have called him because dad have you ever named a deer well just the one we all named godzilla remember that year oh, Buckzilla. Buckzilla. It pretty near ran Bob down twice. He missed it twice. So we called him <laughs> Buckzilla. We all saw it, but, but Bob it, was the only one that. Yeah. It was the biggest it. buck I've ever seen, ever seen. I mean, this thing was a monster. But but we typically, this is, so this is, I say this because this could be controversial. I think some people might get mad at me, but I'm going to, I'm going to say it because I believe it is these, it's become such a, 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 a I don't even know cliche cliche that you got to name your deer you got to have your target buck and it's got to be inches oh Sorry. no 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 there is none of that this two by four deer it, we call him that uh 
I call him. It's just so you know what he is. You're not doing it for like, hey, I've got, look at, here's, and post on social media, here's two by four, the buck that we are after, when really it could be any freaking buck with two. (laughs) I tell you, I tell you what, the lefty, we call him that because the right has got about a 12 inch single, um, it it doesn't have a, a single other point. It's a spider. And one the the one side is twelve inches, the other side is about two. <laughs> so the right side the right side is twelve inches, the left side is two. Okay, so call them, call you're, them, you're them talking me into name name deer. Like we did name yeah. Buckzilla, but only because it is it is honestly it is the biggest deer I've ever seen, and we could yeah, not but, get him in front of us. I I did a, a mini drive once. I walked the bottom and I put him up fifty yards in front of me, and he was dancing like going road and track through hardwoods. Or like around pylons, left, right, left, right, left, right. I could not get it. I ended up taking a shot just to warn everybody he was coming. And he jumped up that hill and went up over some weeds and landed right in front of dad's buddy Bob at 10 yards and stopped and stared at him. And Bob shot clean over him or under him. And then it just saundered into the corn. <laughs> but it's Buckzilla because we a lot have seen him. Nobody ever got to shoot him. He's the myth. I think the only reason why we we name him is because we all got trail cameras out and we've all had deer on them. And if we're sitting in camp, you know, hey, I, you know, radar showed up today. Oh yeah, we all know who that. It's a little spiker that shows. See, up I with, guess that's kind of cool. Looking orange, and it's not because he's a target buck, and I need to name it and and have uh, the stigma of shooting, you know, radar. Nothing. Radar is 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 meat. You know, when I look at that lefty. He's got the goofiest looking horns, but he's got a nice body. So if Wednesday shows up, we don't have any deer on the pole or meat on the pole. He's a great meat deer, but that's how I measure success, not in inches. Yeah. But the size of the back straps that, that we pull off or the, the fun we have or the memories or this type of conversation where we can talk about the trail camera pictures and okay. what showed okay. up in front of your stand. So, so I will measure success that way too, because a good day in the stand's good day. That's that's just yep. plain and simple. But I'm I'm done with the. I want to go back to. I remember as a kid, and Dad, you tell you tell me if I'm wrong. But when you would come home before I hunted, I'm like five, six years old, seven years old, and you'd do that week, and you'd come home, and I'd say, "Did you shoot anything?" Yeah, shot a buck. What would I say? Do you remember? No, I don't. I don't how know. many points? Oh uh, yeah. I didn't okay. say how many inches. Yeah. And that was the old school thought. That's a ten pointer. You said that's a yep. ten pointer. That's a solid buck. And so now it's got to be, well, what's the inches? Oh, I'd let that walk. Oh, you can't shoot that. It's under 140. How do you know it's under 140? And what is 140? What, because you watch monster buck videos? Let me tell you something. My first deer that I ever got, my first buck I ever got in front of me in the bow season, I just bought a bow. I went out to the family farm. I put up a tent where I thought was a nice spot. And I had black powder hunted, so I knew enough about deer hunting. But I put up this tent. I had Tink 69 on orange little canisters and I stuck them on corn stubble, probably however high when they cut the corn off. Right. Like, so stuck it and I put one right at this little ridge that came up in the field and I'm in the field in a tent off to the, off to the edge. And so I put this, well, I see this nine point come up out of the, he first, it's just a head looking up out of the ravine and, and his nose is going and he comes up out of that and goes right to my tink scent bomb at 20 yards. And do you think I, I thought I'm not going to shoot him because I've watched way too many monster buck videos. And that's not a huge, that's, that's, that's not a trophy buck. I'm not going to shoot. I look back now. 
I bet you, if you want to go to the inches, he was probably a 150, 160 inch deer. Wow. But I had she, just watched Monster me, Bucks she, where they're hammering 180s and 190s no. like it's nothing. And so to me, that puts up false and unrealistic expectations into your, your hunt. And I should have said, that's nine points. He's going yeah. down. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, and, and it's funny you, you say that kind of stuff. And, and this is how we look at it in the camp, too. The only reason why I say that I wouldn't shoot uh, a spiker on day one is because I know what's around and I know that we're going to have opportunity to shoot deer. And the fact is we only have four tags in our camp, period. So if we were all to go out there on Monday morning or Sunday because we can hunt with the bow on Saturday, Sunday, and fill four tags, that takes us out of the week. Yeah. You yeah. know, and and my up till a couple of years ago, the biggest deer that I shot was a nine-pointer, but it measured 108 inches. Ah, you're dead to me. You measured it. But no, but <laughs> I only did that because the taxidermist looked at it and measured it and said that body doesn't match the deer. Oh, that's so that all deer. our deer. Am I right? Yeah, we typically, well, for years, we we hunt an area. We had a pretty good place for deer. Had one for years and years and years. And now Todd and and uh, Rick and Scott hunt with Bob and I, and it's awesome. Uh, but typically, the racks were not huge racks for the bodies. We judged our deer by the bodies. I mean, me too. Yeah, like they're so big and so so heavy that it would take two of us to to hoist them into a tree. We used to hang them in a tree till the end of the day. We had one one tree hanging uh, tree and our deer hanging tree, but we went by the body. But lately, uh, this last I don't know five years, the boys have been getting some pretty good racks out. Well, of there. they're starting now. So, yeah, yeah, like Boxzilla's. Must and, be spreading uh, the genes. But, yeah, it would, typically they were huge, huge deer, but the racks weren't monsters. When you look back on my racks, they, they don't look like they came off monster deer, but they were big deer. So I don't know what the change is, but now the racks are getting bigger where we are. Well, yeah, I don't know, because this that deer that measured 108 had a body on him dressed, and he weighed 225. That's big deer. Yeah, that this is what I what I measure my success on. The, he was rutted out. He was chasing the doe across the field. He presented a good ethical broadside shot. Do you think I looked at him and said, "Nah, he's not big enough"? <laughs> that thirty odd six shell was one shot smackdown, and he he went fifteen yards and dropped. And then I tell you what I did. I went to the bottom of the stand and I saw another deer that had uh, four corns at one hundred and sixty two yards, and I shot him too. And the I remember that because of the distance of the shot, not the size of the answers. Ah. Well, these are ah. the success. Things so your me. success was a 162-yard shot. Yeah, see, I'm, I'm yeah. picking that. That was the feat. I'm picking up what you're putting. See, I can get behind that kind of stuff. I'm not into measuring antlers. I, I did no. by points, right? And don't get me wrong. I yeah, want a monster. I'm, I'm out there bow hunting, and I'm not shooting anything but a monster because in our controlled hunt, which for us is antique rival, black powder, it's if it's brown, it's down. It's pretty much. We've just adopted Dad's old school way of hunting, and that was it, right, Dad? You just yeah. don't shoot the little deer, but pretty much, it does not matter. If it, it, doe buck, it's going down, and we don't wait. It's not like, well, it's Monday, we'll pass up some does. Uh, uh-uh. uh. It's Monday. There's a doe. It's going down. Yeah. So we just pass up the button bucks and the and the little the little deer, and you will shoot the odd button buck because you think it's a doe, right? But at a distance, but yeah, so, but I am out there hunting, but I'm not going to measure them in inches. 
I'm going to be no. now, unless I get like a 190, then I'm going to be like, that's 190. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will change my tune. <laughs> 20, 2011, I shot a nine point buck and he was the, the, the proudest moment I've ever had in the deer hunting woods because two reasons. One, I shot him with a compound bow. Two, he was a nine point buck and the biggest thing I've ever shot. And as it was three, I hunted him in my backyard. Basically he was, it was close enough to the house and I had never seen him on camera before, but he is a nine point buck and he measured. And the only reason why I know this is because we had the big buck contest and, and they put my deer on display because of the taxidermist uh, wanted to, uh, to showcase his work. And it measured one nineteen and seven eighths. And the reason why I know that is because it's one twenty to make the minimum standard for the Ontario record. For the uh, yeah, think, for the book. Yeah, it, does, it, it doesn't bother me. It was the most. Let I me. I wouldn't have passed that deer any day of the hunt. For all no the listeners, ever. for all the listeners, let me break down that. Hunt. So, did you see how Bill told that story? That was very well told. Now I'm going to break it down so that you understand how this actually went. Bill is in his backyard practicing with his compound bow. Candace has been feeding a buck for the last couple of months, but wouldn't let Bill take a picture of it. And it just happened to walk past the target block when Bill launched an arrow, missed the block and hit the buck. Did I get that right? You, you pretty much nailed it. Most <laughs> I covered all the points, not right? Any, no, no, <laughs> no pictures of it. <laughs> it was well fed and it was in your backyard and you yeah. shot with a compound bow. I pretty much, I think I summed that up. I think you summed that up pretty good. <laughs> and from that my time friend. on, Candace said, give me your man card. You're not drinking coffee ever again. That's Here's a crossbow where you can actually hit something and start drinking tea. I've done here with the compound sense, to be honest. With you. So. <laughs> see, see, I'm, I'm <laughs> tell you what, I can decipher Bill Tom talk. <laughs> the, the thing you needed to get out of that the most, I don't care about inches at all. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the bottom line. Well, and, and honestly, that's the way it is. I don't think that, who cares. I want to go back to that. I don't want to hear inch. I, it drives me insane on the social media, and people get on this and and both sides. And they got the QDMA guys, right? The Quality Deer Management Association stuff, where got to manage it. And I'm thinking, these guys, how many deer have they shot? I guarantee you, there's been so many new hunters that go four or five years passing up deer they could have shot because it's not QDMA. And they've been they've been taught or or brainwashed or social media that it's got to be big, right? That you, it's got to be inches, it's got to be huge. And and I say bullcrap to to me. Now I still want to shoot one that is it, like that's, but that's the bonus. The you know the, the point of being out there is the win, and then being able to shoot a deer is the win, and then the bonus is like shooting a bunch of geese and finding out you got some banded. That's the bonus. You don't see those, well, unless you're Scott, you can pick them out in the air somehow, but you don't see those bands when that flock's coming in, but it's the bonus after the fact. Did you, uh, did you see the deer my, my brother shot last year? I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He sent pictures. The, the right? buck he shot? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It, so, it, I mean, people saw it. It was on. It was uh, a cover uh, for the podcast when we had him on. Right. Yep. What did you think of that deer? I was a good deer. So, one of the first things my dad said, in, in jest, it was in jest. To my brother was, that's only a nine point. That's not a ten. 
See, and, that's know, the it, old it school. My brother's skin. It got into my brother's skin. But my dad was 100% joking just to get her eyes out of him. Because yeah, he knows. That's the old school mentality. That's right? the old school mentality. 10 point is a big buck. I didn't. And don't I, even know what inches are. Pre-1980, no. don't even know what inches are. No. It's all about the points. That, uh, that deer weighed, I think it was 209 pounds dressed at, at the big the, the, the weigh-in. That's all. It, it was a, a beautiful deer, big body. It was a nine-point buck. Yeah. And, and nobody in their right mind would ever pass that deer up that hunts with me or hunts with you, I don't think. No, gosh, no. And definitely not in our, well, except for Bob. Bob Bob did walk up on Bugzilla bedded down. I think I've told this story. Uh, it, Crick running on each side of this little island, and he messages me on the radio. Hey, Tony? I said, yeah, what's up, Bob? I got Bugzilla sleeping on the island. And I did. I remember telling this story. Shoot him, Bob. Oh, he's so pretty. Shoot him, Bob. Oh, oh, he's looking at me now. Shoot him, Bob. Oh, he's standing up. Oh, he's big. Toddy, he's a big deer. Shoot him, Bob. Oh, there he goes. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Biggest buck I've ever seen in my life. And Bob is narrating as he walks away. <laughs> yep, that's Bob. That's- <laughs> I was with him when he shot his first deer. He was with me when I shot my first deer. And I remember when I put my first deer down, I was pumped, man. I was I was yelling. We, we walked up to that deer. And the first thing Bob said to me, Oh, I, I says to Bob, we're having venison this year, Bob. Let's get this thing cut up and split up this meat. I can't wait to cook this one up. And Bob says to me, he says, ain't it pretty? <laughs> you should have known. The first thing out of his mouth is, look at the eyelashes on her. <laughs> he, he's not shot deer because they looked him in the eye. So oh, Bob, yeah. he goes, seven walked by. Why'd you shoot that one? The first six looked me in the eye. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah but yeah so anyway sorry i i i took us totally derailed us off of that with my with my no, controversial the, we're the, going away so they, hear me out if 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 you call them by inches that's all cool fine and dandy but you better have a monster buck in your reserve hanging on your wall that you measure in inches otherwise folks we are going back to points as of right now it's all about the points i'm good with that perfect I've got one on camera that's one, two, four, eight. He's only a nine point. That, that wait, wait, wait. Is this a tell your brother he's only a nine point or is this a real world nine point? <laughs> <laughs> this is real world nine point, but it had an extra beam on it. I was going to say, are we? I didn't know if we were going to talk about that one because yeah, that's the one. I got to show dad. Maybe I'll show him while we're sitting here because this buck is unreal. So you sent me a picture and I'm like, that. I don't even care how many points. I don't even care because it has an extra horn growing under the main beam. And I don't mean like spike. I mean, it's got to be, oh, gee, see, I'm going to go here, but it's got to be what? 10, 12 inches. (laughs) (laughs) I think 10, 12 inches. Wouldn't you say? I'd say at least. Yeah. Yeah, there you go, Dad. Uh, what do you think? Oh, that's awesome. Now, would you shoot that or would you shoot a regular 10? Regular 12? Uh, it doesn't matter. I would shoot it. <laughs> that <talks laughs> it. It's brown. It'd be down. Yeah. But that's, so, that's only a nine-point deer, is it not? I didn't count. I was too busy looking at that extra <laughs> beam, which that's, is unfreaking real. Well, there's I can see both ears, so there is something coming out. 
on the other side, but you, if you count the, the points that you can actually really see is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Okay. Eight, so now, now but, if we've gone this far, we've got to make a determination too. What is considered a point? Because if you go by inches, it's got to be an inch. But yeah. there is, there, yeah, and it looks like a fairly good time. And I know your brother argues with your dad that that one he shot was a 10. It looks like, <laughs> yeah. a, it looks like a fairly good time coming out over the eyebrow, just over that far extra antler. Bill, you and know so I have to post this a, on, and, and on that's Facebook. That's more than an inch. That's a good, that's a good time. And it's not an ear because you can see both ears up between the antlers. So I would say you're looking at a 10 there because it looks like a tine coming off that extra antler to me. I wasn't going to take him because he was only a nine. Shut up. <laughs> I mean, he is kind of spindly. Yeah, <laughs> you know what? That, 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 that beam coming out, I think there's another piece out beside it yet, too. See it there? Yeah. Yeah, that's not an ear. See, so that, the that's the reason why I think there's two beams. Like, there's, there's three beams coming off the side of his head. Or, or there's a tine coming off that or one main beam. Or it's a kicker, beam. yep. Anyway, that to me is almost as good as a drop time buck, right there. Oh, absolutely, it's better. Like I, I I wouldn't pass up deer just to get to that deer, but it's hard. It's going to be hard not to knowing that he's he's kicking around there. So absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, that's that's what we measure success in. eh? Well, either way, it wouldn't bother me. It'd be on the ground, and then we'll look at and see what it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah we well, can count it better when it's uh, on the ground. Dad, so I agree with you. Dad like once shot a, a righty. <laughs> a, a righty. A righty. So I had to work. So Dad decides to go out with his with his crossbow. You want to tell this story? Well, I don't even know what story you're talking about. Oh, you will once I start telling it. So he's out at the family farm. And this was way back when he first got his crossbow. And Dad's never been a bow hunter. He's always been black powder. Ever, always. He didn't get his crossbow till after I got my compound compound bill with my coffee so anyway so he got went and got a crossbow and so he decided to go hunting out of the family farm i had to go to work so i was at work oh i know the story now you want to take it from here (laughs) yeah i'm i'm sitting in the on the edge of the field and i knew there was two or three deer that would cross this cross the tracks and come across the field and they would go into the woods probably anywhere from 20 to 30 yards from where i was sitting and uh, one of them was a buck. Well, the buck came over the tracks, and he come, and he veered off. And now, the beauty the was, I got, a, I got a prelude. We had extra doe tags that year that you yeah. could buy, like, two oh, or three extra good. doe tags. Yeah. And so he veered off, and he actually went a little bit further than I anticipated, and he walked into the bush at 90 yards. So there was no way I was taking a shot with the crossbow. Well, then about a half hour later, I'm on the phone with Todd telling him about this buck. And, oh, here comes another deer. Got to hang up. Got to hang up. Well, this one. Hey, well, a, you said, hey, it's a big doe. It's yeah. a really big doe. It's, yeah, it's a big doe. And so this doe did cross 25 yards. So I very slowly brought the crossbow up, put it on her shoulder, and let fly. And that bolt went right through her. And she did the kick and, and swerved to the right. And then she ran down the edge of the woods for about 20 yards and then cut into the woods. So um, I know I've got her. The bullet's all full of blood and everything. So, so dad calls me back. I shot a doe. I shot her. Yeah. So All right. Well, go get her. I go down to where I went into the woods, and, and I walk into the woods, and I'm tracking blood. But it's hit and miss, and, but I can see leaves turned up. And the way it's running, it looks like it's running parallel 
with the field inside the woods. It didn't run deep into the woods. So I thought, well, it looks like this is the trail here. The leaves kicking up once. So I walked about another 15 yards, and I saw it laying there. And I went, oh, my gosh, is this deer a big doe? And so I called him, and I said, (laughs) Well, he's on the phone with me. This is awesome. This is the biggest doe I've ever shot. This thing's huge. Yeah. I'm like, well, send me a picture. And I I took a picture, and then I thought, okay, wait a minute. I'm going to prop the head up a little bit. And it was mucky and marshy in there a little bit. And I said, the the head's kind of in the mud. I'm going to pull the head up. So I grabbed an ear and pulled the head up, and a single one single spike great big long spike antler came out of the mud on the other side <laughs> like 10 inches that's why it's the biggest it was doe he'd a, ever shot it was a one antlered buck it was a duck and i did not <laughs> see the other antler when i shot it i thought it was a doe <laughs> that's awesome so he shot a righty and then had to burn a buck tag way yeah. to go dad I way said, to go i thought oh you should have heard todd here i said oh my gosh i just burnt my buck tag for black powder and he was laughing. Oh, he was carrying on. Oh, because it, it was going on. It was like a five minute. He's on the phone with me while he's tracking yeah. it the whole time. But big doe, big doe, biggest doe I've ever shot. He's carrying on and on and on. Like, well, send me a picture of this thing if it's but that big. That antler was buried right in the mud. I wondered why the head wouldn't come up. And then all of a sudden come out and the antler was buried in the mud. And I didn't see it because it was on the other but side. But still was pumped that he shot a deer. Oh, yeah. That's I, it. I was still happy. You know, Meat in the freezer and uh, laughs and, and you know what that that's awesome. There's nothing nothing to be ashamed of or yep. sad about uh, ever burning the tag and feeding your family and, and having a good time. In the no, woods. agreed, agreed. And that's what it's all about. What it means to you. And there's some guys that just want the trophy. They've shot enough deer. Okay, then I respect that. If you've shot enough deer, my biggest my biggest problem or my biggest concern is the the folks that are you know conditioned or whatever you want to say that they gotta shoot big bucks. And you know what? That takes all the fun out of deer hunting. You're gonna hunt Dude, for much pressure. you're gonna hunt for five, six years with maybe not even see something that you even are gonna shoot. And then if you do, you're gonna get ridiculed. And the the, the other problem is you got all these people, and I shouldn't say these people. There's some that they want the fame, and and I don't I don't and at where we are, it's even tougher just because of our tag system. But they want the fame and the glory or whatever the heck it is. I have my own TV show. And, and they're the ones driving this. It's got to be a big animal and, and not all of them, but you know, it drives me insane. So I want to go to points. You know, and, and there's something to be said for that too. We, I am of the opinion that if I'm going to be a hunter, uh, I'm going to shoot what I want. That's ethical. You know what I mean? I'm never going to shoot a, a buck that's got, or a, a doe that's got two little fawns yep. with spots on it. Cause I have those on camera too. There's a, a beautiful doe, but she's got fawns that up to the 9th or 8th of October, it still had spots on it. You know so, what? <laughs> we know a guy that would shoot that. Don't we? Shoot what? Yeah. He would shoot the fawn and he over shoot a buck fawn. or a doe because he really? says, yeah, he, he's a, he's a one deer a year hunter. One tag, like even if they offer extras, he gets one tag, he goes out and he waits and he shoots a fawn because that's better taste than animal, he says. Well, and, and, he's, and to him, that's that, a trophy. Well, I was just going to say where I was going to go with that comment, the, the nice thing about this is we shouldn't be uh, down on anybody for their choices that, that they make. You know what I mean? You got it. We, we judge a trophy by what we, we know. And if you want to wait for that big buck 
that means well, you and I probably won't hunt together if that's all you want is a big buck, big buck, big buck, because we value two different things when we're in the woods. Yeah, screw you. Tea, crumpets, and does. That's that's tea, crumpets, and does. I'm going to make you a t-shirt. <laughs> I, think, I, say, I think we have a new t-shirt brand coming out here. <laughs> oh, that's but, awesome. No, I hear you. I hear you. It was best said. It was best said. I I heard the best quote ever was hunt like nobody will ever know what you shot. Exactly. And that is when you're hunting for you. Because if you're hunting to post it on Facebook or whatever, you're hunting for the wrong reasons. That's and I thought that was so profound. And like, uh, here I am. There's like Albert Einstein or whatever, all your, your big Aristotle quotes. That to me was more profound than any Aristotle quote. Anybody's quote ever was hunt like nobody's, nobody's watching hunt. Like nobody's going to find a hunt. Like there is no Facebook. And then okay. you're going to get you're hunting for the right reasons. Right. And that's, that your, and, but that's really thought is around the uh, redneck country. Well, and that's, yeah, well, I guess if we're going to go there, that's the, that was typically, I'm going to get a little bit more controversial, but that was typically why the real Rednecks logo was built under the Redneck Country logo and why we say real Rednecks, because I get, I I, I did get a little bit, I'm going to say passionate about some people that just got into industry because and and got into industry that that phrase right there alone is wrong right to me it's a lifestyle and like it's 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 more than just a hobby but to some it's a hobby which is great but it shouldn't be an industry and that's the the biggest concern i got you got people that they just want to be famous and if you've got a i'm just going to say if you have to justify like you want to be on a tv show and you want to be known as a big hunt but if you have to justify why you don't have any pictures with big animals or you don't have any pictures, then there's an issue there. <laughs> and so the, the reason that real rednecks logo was made was because so many, for us, so many people would look at an organization such as redneck country where we're like the, the whole purpose was to take care of your neighbor kind of thing, but it spawned into getting people into hunting, doing these types of podcasts. So new hunters can learn tips or, or even old hunters can share and we can learn and because we're always learning. Like we've talked about this at the beginning of these podcasts. And so that real rednecks logo is like, we actually do it. So many people say that they're hunters because it became like a cool thing. Like I was country before country was cool kind of thought process. It's become a cool thing or I hunt and really they, they don't hunt that much or they, they all of a sudden you get on Facebook and you got 4,800 people that believe they know what they're talking about. They've hunted for a year and a half. They've shot a doe or they've gone on a guided hunt for something. And the only time they've shot something is when they've been guided on the hunt, which some guide things. Okay, great. But if it's your only animal you've ever shot, then you're not a hunter yet. And I have a hard time with advice, giving advice and stuff when you haven't done it a lot. And this is where I'm controversy. I have people get mad at me but I'm passionate about this. So my whole thought process is I learned from people that did it forever and have real world experience. You, you Google this, you find people that have actually done it, but you get on that Facebook and these people, it's like I go through and and I know people that wanted to have a TV show and started it. And as long as you can get sponsors and money, you can get a TV show and they've never shot a darn thing. And we know, cause we get the phone call to say, Hey, will you take us out hunting? on, on your spot. Like, we'll we'll put you on TV and I got an ego and I know who I am, but it ain't that big. Well, 
Okay, you put us on TV. Yeah, but we got to shoot first. So you got to take us to your land, put us in front of the turkey, we shoot, and then we'll film. And then if you shoot one, you might make it on the TV show. And I'm like, my my ego ain't that big, brother. We got some pretty good turkey places. But really, you deserve a TV show. Show me what you've shot. You can't. You've never shot a turkey. And why are you doing a TV show on shooting turkeys? Because I know you're going to be filming going, okay, we're out here in the woods, and this is what we look for, and this is what we do. And you never shot a turkey. And that's the problem. That's why I say the industry. But there's big names out there that got TV shows that totally deserve them. Don't get me wrong. It's just... In our area, it's a pretty tough thing to have. And so when I get on that Facebook and I see it, and that's kind of the, the real rednecks is the whole thought process was we get out and do it. We've done it. We've learned from those that do it. And now we've done it enough, like 100 for more than 20 years. I'm hoping to pass that on. We are real rednecks. And we take that term redneck because that we get our, our necks get red from helping our neighbor in the sun was a theory, but we're, we've done the hunting. We've done the shooting. We've done the fishing. We've done, we can share our, and I don't claim to be a professional fisherman in any way, shape or form. So I ain't going to give tips, but we've had Nick on and you done enough fishing and Scotty that, you know, a trout fishing dad, he taught me how to trout fish. And so now I could pass that on, but I ain't going to claim I can if I've not done it. And so that's the real side. And then become a real redneck, get off your butt, get off the couch, go do it. Once you do it, you're going to be addicted because now you find out it's not a hobby. It's a lifestyle. It's a passion. It's a lifestyle. It's a passion. I don't know. People say, oh, I used to hunt. We stop and ask permission. Hey, you got a bunch of geese back there. Can we go get them? Uh, You know what? I used to hunt and I quit hunting. Now I just like to watch them. And I'm like, I don't, you used to hunt and you quit to watch them. Did you really hunt? Because, man, I couldn't quit. I don't know what you're talking about. But we've had that, haven't we, Dad? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. it blows. I'm like, what do you mean you quit? You used to hunt and you quit. Well, if you quit, why did you not enjoy it? Like, talk to me. Answer me these questions. I don't understand. But maybe I'm a different. Everybody's cut from a different cloth. I get that. But I just, I don't know. And that's my concern is all these new hunters are... I can understand the different phases in life too, because we're all going to get there. Oh, absolutely. Right now. Like dad's I buddy, mean, Bob, he doesn't care to shoot something. He just likes to be out in the woods, but that to him is hunting. Right. But he'd never yeah. quit. I no. He'd not quit in a million years. He'd still be out there with a gun in his hand. He just may not pull that trigger. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm talking a little bit differently when, when it means that like I've got 17 year old daughter and a 15 year old son, and they go through phases in life where you just don't have the same time as you used to. But now they're at a phase that yes, maybe I didn't do it as much, you know, it, it, the goose hunting side of it. But now that the phase has shifted, it's always been there in my mind. I'm always going. You never past, quit. You never it, say I quit. I never quit. Not a chance. Never, never in my life. I, I would. I wouldn't know what to do with myself if I if I didn't have the the opportunity to to go hunting and walk in the woods and, and put a line in the water and, and catch fish. It, it's just it's part of me and it's part of my my wife and family, my daughter from seven years old to 17 years old, my kids are impassioned with, with the whole, um, the thought of being out in the woods and harvesting an animal and being, being part of the shooting sports and everything else. Right. See, I can see Hunter is Cheyenne that way too. Your oldest daughter. Does she want to get out and hunt? I took her on a deer hunt. Yes, absolutely. She does. I took her on a deer hunt a couple of years ago and that those two deer showed up. Um, and the shaking, that she had, it was like, uh, I can't even explain the excitement and the, uh, and the anticipation she had that we may actually have an opportunity to, to harvest an animal and she may have an opportunity to harvest. An and animal. she had a bow. And she had a, a compound or a, sorry, a crossbow. Yeah. 
I need. So oh, she, she had a crossbow. Did you borrow? Do you borrow your daughter's crossbow, Bill? <laughs> I let her use mine. To be honest with See, that, that, I need tips. Yeah, but I didn't tell you. My thirteen-year-old is now. She she's gone with me in the past, and my my youngest would go with me, no problem, as long as I take snacks. Got to remember the snacks. Yeah. But now the thirteen-year-old is like, yeah, I'll go with you. And then the morning of, when you wake her up at four thirty, oh, do I have to go? <laughs> so I might need some tips, Bill. <laughs> yeah, it. Uh... I didn't tell you too. Part of the Tom weekend, uh, Thanksgiving weekend, uh, is always about uh, trap shooting or doing some some shooting of some kind. And, and to get back into what what makes the kids uh, want to do it, it, we involved them in in the shooting sport, uh, and they want to do that so much too. We were out there blow. Uh, we had, we had a flat of shells and a and a case of a case of clay targets, and the kids were chomping at the bit to get the gun in the hand and and show, you know, dad and uncle Jay that they could blow up some targets and stuff. And oh, that's all awesome. Of, it's all part of the being things come around where maybe you didn't have time to do that before, but now you do and get your kids out there and involved and beat, beat, you live that real redneck lifestyle. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I like it. So. I need tips. I need you. Maybe you need to talk to Megan. Yeah. <laughs> Set the alarm earlier. Get Cheyenne to talk to Megan. <laughs> Yeah, she's uh, she's she likes it. She's yeah. I mean, there is mornings for sure that she uh, would rather roll over and, and and stay in bed. But you know what? It's it's nice to know that she even wants to do it. So yeah, yeah. I gotta keep. We gotta keep Megan involved, Dad. How we gotta do this? I have no idea. Keep inviting her. <laughs> You're gonna <laughs> kidnap her. You need to make it a punishment. Take her on afternoon hunts. It might might be easier than taking her on morning hunts. Yeah, right? I even tried. As soon as she gets home from school. Okay, let's go. No dice. Really? Yeah. We'll figure it out this weekend. This weekend, mark my words. We're going to count points. We're going to get in the woods. I'm going to get Megan in the woods. Perfect. That's a done deal. Yeah, yeah I'm going to be out this weekend, too. I think the this weekend we're going to do some goose hunting, but... Yeah, uh, I think fell deer, through. Deer hunting weekend. That's yeah, okay. Well, you know, gonna do a... with Todd, he didn't want to go either. And it all boiled down to he couldn't carry a crossbow or a gun. He just was bored. He just didn't want to sit there and be quiet all that time. <laughs> and I, all of a sudden, it just wham. He was 15, wanted to get his license and wanted to go. And I said, what changed? Well, I can carry my own gun now. I can, I can shoot something yeah, now. That's true. And so that could be the same with Megan. Until and I she... was a small frame person. I pulled the trigger on your gun and it knocked me the <laughs> frick down. Heck, I remember shooting trap when I was 12 with his model 12 and he stood behind me and caught me after every shot. It was not enjoyable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can imagine it's going to be an enjoyable experience. So, yeah, that's a good point. Maybe when she gets a license, but she could have a hunting license now. <sighs> I don't know. Figure it out. Yeah. Figure it out. So are you going to get out and do some deer hunting this weekend? Yeah, so we were going to try to get you guys down again for goose, but it, the field that they're piling up in, the landowner has passed away. The the wife and the son have now assumed, and they're not letting anybody hunt it. So with all of the geese in the area pretty much going into that field, aside from another field we just found tonight that maybe we could get, but it's still a crapshoot that, yeah, kind of sucks. Sorry. Trying to find Sorry, the Bill. owner is that's the big problem. No one in the area seems to know who owns the field. So I've um, got some digging to do. I mean, it could still happen before Saturday morning, find the owner and get permission. But at this point, it's still got some work to do. Yeah. 
Yeah, we'll get down maybe for one more, but I'm actually going to do the fa- my favorite thing in the world on Saturday for sure. Now, you're I'm, I'm gonna... wait, wait, boiling tea leaves. Yeah. No, no, pottery, That's pottery, my second favorite, pottery, pottery, uh, uh, arts and crafts. macrame. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am going to. You're going to knit the kids that. new sweaters. <laughs> Blankets. I can't even do the sleeves yet. Yeah, no scarves. <laughs> I'm going to grab my climbing tree stand, and I'm going to go to the county bush, and I'm going to I'm going to leave for 10:30 in the morning. And uh, 10, 30, 11 o'clock in the morning, and I'm going to go to the county bush. I've already looked at aerial photos and maps. You're not going out till 10, 30 in the morning? Oh, yeah. It's going to be an afternoon hunt because I don't know the spot I'm going. This is my favorite thing in the world to do is to go hunt a brand new spot. With no trail cameras. No trail cameras. You don't know what's there. Something huge could walk up on you. Well, this is where where I'm getting at. See? Now you're speaking my language. This is old school, baby. yeah, absolutely. This is what's exciting to me. You know, I've got. I've spent today. I looked at the uh, aerial photos. I know where I'm going to park. I've hunted this block of bush before. This is the poison ivy bush, but I'm not going to poison ivy <laughs> spot. And I'm going to be up in a tree. So what's the odds I'm going to get poison ivy in a tree? <laughs> so, the vines can go up a tree. Leaves of yeah. three, leave them be. Le- yeah, there we go. Thanks for listening to last week's podcast. Uh, <laughs> I told you, forty. What are we? Forty-two episodes now, and that is what is stuck. <laughs> but favorite thing in the world is I'm going to go scout out a new spot, and I'm going to put a climbing tree stand up in the area, and I'm going to hunt it, and I'm going to see what happens. And if nothing happens, that's okay. I get to learn a little bit more of the bush. I get to see some more the things that I haven't seen before. Check the, the, the trails, and if I happen to get fortunate enough to see something walk out in front of me, it's a win-win. That's awesome. I love that. Yeah. Because, yeah, that's where this new property we got. We've never had cameras on it. We've hunted the adjacent property, and I did have a camera there, and I had one of the biggest bucks I've ever seen in my life. And and it, the, the picture was late at night. It was blurry. I mean, it was hard. But uh, it, so there's that hope, but it's still unknown because we didn't hunt this yeah. far along the block into the woods that – there, it's all new deer. We don't know what's there. There's no cameras, and so that's where I've until now. Now that I've got this picture of this other one, I'm I'm back to being obsessed at this other spot that I'm probably going to live at this weekend. But I last weekend I was right with you. Brand new spot, yeah. no cameras, and I was in Scotty's climber. Now we've almost gone over time on this podcast anyway. But I want to know what are your thoughts on a climbing tree stand? Yeah, I, I use them. I've shot deer out of them. Um, I love them for this type of application, going into a new spot, getting off the ground. Um, I, I've had some bad experiences where I'm lucky I had my uh, my seat um, <laughs> uh, strapped to the tree and, and my uh, safety harness on because the bottom fell out of a climbing tree stand on me once. That, that's a, a real pucker factor when that happens. I <laughs> But, <laughs> did it fall completely gone oh well no because i i always tie the. you had them tied the, together the i have the top to the top tied together but if i didn't it, it was gone okay was, so <laughs> i i am the same i've shot all of my bow deer except for one out of a climbing tree stand out of scotty's climbing tree stand and so i had one but it was a smaller one i got it on sale i got it really cheap but so and then the squirrels and rats and raccoons or whatever is out there ate my seat off it and everything else because I left it out there but to the tree because it was just easier than carrying it in because I'm that guy. But anyway, so I use Scotty's and all of the deer I have shot with my bow except for one 
has been out of that climbing tree stand. However, last weekend on, I think it was a Saturday afternoon we went out and I said, after that hunt, I am never using this stupid climbing tree stand again. We are going to move a stand really? to where I did. I, I got in, Scotty was going to the stand we just put up for him. I had my stand, but I wanted to try This is the whole new area. And so we put the stands and I didn't quite go to that corner. I should have went there yet, but I was getting closer to it. I, I said to Scott, I'm going right in the middle of the bush. It's thicker. I want to see if there's big, big bucks. They're going to be living in this thick, thick bush, swampy area. That's, we don't have a, we didn't put a tree stand there. That's where I'm going. Just so I could see the, this is scouting purposes, right? We didn't get out there to like quarter to five. It might've been after work one night or something, but we didn't get out there to quarter after five. It might've been the Friday. I'm not sure. And so, or, or we didn't get out there, sorry, to quarter to five. So it was five o'clock before we got in the bush. Scotty got in his, I went in the middle of the bush. And do you think I could find a tree? That was the, I finally find one. I strapped this yeah. thing around it. It was warm and I overdressed because where we hunt is it gets a little bit cooler at night. So I was a little overdressed going in, which I knew, but now I've walked around the bush forever looking for a tree, looking for a good spot. Finally found it, get this thing wrapped around it, start to go up. The bark was so rough and I typically like a rough bark tree so that those teeth bite. bite right, right. So, but this one was so rough, the bark was way up. And when I went to lift, the the wire that wraps around the back wouldn't go past the bark that was hanging way out. I, I couldn't get up the tree. So now I finally found the tree and I can't, now I'm, I, and I took the time to put them around, figure out, you know, if the tree's going to get skinnier. So you got to start it on an up angle. So it starts to flatten out as you get higher, blah, blah, blah. So finally unhook the dang thing, walk another 30 yards, find another tree, finally get it wrapped around. Now that tree's at like a little bit of a drop off down in the swamp, but that's the optimal one. Cause you're already five feet in the air. So I finally get it wrapped. Now I got to get into it. So I'm now I'm sweating. I mean, I am sweating. Yeah. Finally. Oh, oh, it is. Finally get in the darn thing. Climb up the stinking tree. Get all the way to the top. And finally, and I go up. I, I, now, th- that's the only benefit is our typical two-man fixed tree stands that we've got like 20-something of. They're, they're roughly, on average, they're 17 feet. We got a few that are like 12 feet, which I don't like hunting bow. They're too low. But some are go up to 17 feet. Still, I want higher. So I, I was like 30 feet in the air on this one because I want to be way up. There wasn't a lot of leaf cover. So if they looked up, they'd see me. So I wanted to go as high as I could. So I was up 30 feet in the air. So I'm sweating. I get my ozonics on the freaking tree. I finally, I'm all done. I look over. I'm not kidding you. I am 80 yards from the tent that we put in. <laughs> Why didn't I just go hunt the tent? <laughs> Why did you hunt the tent? <laughs> so that makes me laugh. Yeah, so there, and I'm like, so Scott's like, and then it took me so long that finally my watch is vibrating off its rails, and I read it as I'm halfway up the tree, and it's Scott. If you don't answer me, I'm coming over there because I don't know if you're okay or not. Well, with all the, because he wants me to message, let him know I'm okay. I got up the tree fight. I'm like, oh crap. So you got to stop. I got to dig out my phone. Right. And my pack's on my back and everything else. Find my phone. Yes, I'm fine. I'm not up the tree yet. And I'm ticked off. Yada, yada, yada. So finally. So then I get up there. I realize I dropped an arrow somewhere. Carrying this stupid tree stand in had knocked an arrow out of my quiver. That's a problem, too. Now that's like 30 bucks. Right. I I shoot some decent arrows. Easton to torches. And they're like the V1s. Like they're the top notch. So they're like a $20 arrow. Put a friggin $15, $13 broadhead on it. 
uh, a rage, like you're into some cash. So now I've lost an arrow. Now I'm ticked off. So then Scotty comes over at dark, walks right up to me and the arrow's sitting at his feet. He's like, Hey, here's your arrow. Good. Thank goodness. I found the arrow, but now I got to climb down. I got to carry this thing out. I'm like, that's it. I'm done. So then Monday night rolls around or sorry, Sunday rolled around and Sunday morning, I went out and hunted one of the other fixed stand that was there. I'm not taking the climber. I'm ticked off. Even left it in the garage. So I go hunt that stand on my way out. I go check that corner I was talking about and I see that giant scrape and then I see the giant rub. Well, guess what I did Sunday night? Went back, in, back. went back in with the climber. Good for you. This <laughs> but, is it. but it was good because I walked right in. It was nice hardwoods, found a tree, went up the tree, yep. was a piece of cake. I was up there and I thought, man, that was so easy. My, my biggest concern was when I had to go to the bathroom, I almost filled my Gatorade bottle and that could have been disastrous. <laughs> that could be a problem. <laughs> the, it is. Why do you think I'm leaving at 10 o'clock in the morning? So, yeah, I get it. I get it. You're, going in, you're not going to jump deer. You're going to be able to see in the sunlight, in the daylight, you know, where the, yeah. what tree to go to and everything else. And, and, I, and I don't know. I mean, I'm hunting a, a little bit of a pine plantation with hardwood border. So I, the, I, a pine tree doesn't offer any cover at all. But maybe I can find a tree that would suit my purpose. Typically, to be honest with you, I don't take my climber, but I just take a, like a turkey chair. Uh, I take a turkey chair and I take a, a blind of sorts and I just find a spot and set up that way. So either way, I could be convinced uh, to see what I'm going to do and how much walking. But yeah, we'll let you know. Yeah. We can I want pictures. pictures. Yeah, I want pictures. Let Message me when you get in the tree and let me know you're okay. I'll do that. Come find me if you don't hear from me in a reasonable amount. I will of time, message okay? Candace and say everything in that shed is mine. And it doesn't yeah. even need I, to be kept nice and clean and neat. I'll be there to pick it yeah. up. Yeah. What I heard was I, I'm getting a new climbing tree stand based on the story that you just told me. Almost. Almost got a new climbing tree stand out of this story. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. No, not kidding. But. But I used it again, and I'm going to have to use it again if I go back to that spot because we still haven't got a tree stand moved, and now we're getting late to, to move one. Now I'm nervous to yeah. move one and disturb it, but, yeah, we'll see. No, no, no moving tree stands now. Yeah, it's, it's Well, tough, best but. of luck this weekend. Good chat, gentlemen. Yep, you as well, Bill. Thanks for your time. Hopefully everybody enjoyed this one. Sorry, I got a little serious, a little controversial. <laughs> Good night, Bill. It is what it is. It is what it is. I am who I am. Awesome. Thanks, guys. And that'll do it for this week, folks, for the Redneck Country Podcast. I'm Bill, the Almost Guy Tom. And I'm Todd. And thanks for listening. And, folks, if you want to be part of the podcast or you want to give us some feedback or really contact us about anything, feel free to email us at podcast at theredneckcountry.com. Again, that's podcast at theredneckcountry.com. Thanks for listening. Talk to you again next week.